If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. 
They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the JFK assassination. Here's what you need to know. It's one of the most infamous tragedies in American history, an assassination that rocked the nation and the entire world. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You'll excuse the fact that I'm out of breath, but about 10 or 15 minutes ago, a tragic thing from all indications at this point has happened in the city of Dallas. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. It altered the legacy of a political icon and his entire family, tested the fabric of our democracy, and spawned conspiracy theories that live on to this day. In the fall of 1963, President John F. Kennedy and his team had their sights set on his re-election campaign. On November 21st, the President and First Lady arrived in Texas for a two-day, five-city visit to the key state, hoping to repair political rifts that were plaguing the Democratic Party. The campaign hit San Antonio, Houston, and Fort Worth on the first day. The following day, November 22nd, they took a 13-minute flight from Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth to the city of Dallas, where the president and Mrs. Kennedy greeted a massive, enthusiastic crowd of well-wishers. It had been raining earlier that day, but by the time the president and Mrs. Kennedy entered the open convertible limo, along with Governor John Connolly and his wife Nellie, the rain had stopped, and therefore, the protective plastic bubble had been removed from the vehicle. The president and first lady were seated in the back for what would be a 10-mile procession through downtown Dallas on the way to a luncheon at the Trademark. Dallas showed up big time, and the streets were lined with thousands of people waiting to catch a glimpse of their commander-in-chief. Around 12.30 p.m., the motorcade turned off Main Street at Dealey Plaza as scheduled, then, as the car passed the Texas School Book Depository, gunshots rang out in the plaza. President Kennedy slumped over into the First Lady's lap. He had been shot in the neck and head, his brain matter, shattered skull, and blood oozing out into his shocked wife's hand as she tried to apply pressure. I have his brains in my hands, she said, followed by, Oh Jack, oh Jack, what have they done? I love you, Jack. At 1 p.m., John F. Kennedy was pronounced dead in the emergency room of Parkland Memorial Hospital. A little more than 30 minutes later, Lee Harvey Oswald, a recent hire at the Texas School Book Depository, was arrested and held for the assassination of President Kennedy. On November 24th, while being transferred to the county jail, Oswald was shot point-blank by Jack Ruby, live on national television. Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States, was assassinated on Friday, November 22, 1963, at 12.30 p.m. in Dallas, Texas. Governor Connolly was also shot in the back, but survived. Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett 
was shot and killed on the street shortly after JFK, allegedly by Lee Harvey Oswald, who was charged with the murder of both men. Two days later, on November 24th, Lee Harvey Oswald, the alleged assassin of President John F. Kennedy, was shot to death in the basement of the Dallas police station while on his way to a county jail by Jack Ruby, a Dallas nightclub owner. On January 3rd, 1967, after awaiting a new trial for killing Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby died of cancer at Parkland Hospital, the same facility where Oswald died and Kennedy was pronounced dead. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, everyone. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is friend, author, Seth Kanner. Hi, Seth. Hello, hello. <laughs> Seth, we're, we're very excited uh, to have you on now uh, because you're, you're an expert on this uh, topic. <laughs> That's what you told us off uh, off air. You just said that Extreme before expert. we started podcasting. You've been emailing us all week about how yeah. your expertise. Every every day of the week, you've sent us a new fact, a new chapter of your uh, upcoming uh, uh, research. No, just kidding, guys. Seth is not uh, an expert on this topic. He's just a good friend who's excited to talk about JFK. Um, Seth, so we like to start off our show by asking our guest, what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Right now, I would say the Supreme Court looking at conceal and carry because I live in New York City with my family. Mm. And gun murders are way, 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 way down because we have the strictest conceal and carry laws, I think, in the nation. And uh, so... That's that's terrifying me right now. Just there's so much to be scared about on a daily basis. Am I right? Yeah, that was <laughs> in general. I'm not such a fearful person. That one has me a little bit alarmed. Huh? Yeah. Now, I've heard through the grapevine that you actually have a connection to the Kennedys. Is this true? It is. And it's it's. um so when I was living in Boston in 1980, let me think, uh, 84, five, my ex-wife was working with a young woman named Carolyn Bissett. Mm, heard of her. You heard of her. And yeah. <laughs> I became, and I became very friendly with her. And, um, you know, we hung out a few times and she was lovely. She was just so sweet. And one day she said, you're not going to believe this, but I met John Jr. Wow. And then they ended up getting married, obviously. And the next time I saw her was in a subway in New York City. And at first I approached her and she thought I was some lunatic, which I am. And um, <laughs> she didn't realize that we knew each other. And then she recognized me. And then we had a lovely conversation. And that was the last time I saw her. And then the plane crashed. And I was heart heartbroken. Um, she was a she was a sweet, lovely woman, really just a, a, such a good heart and soul. Well, this family has had so many tragic events occur within it, you know, to its different members. Yeah. And and we will talk about this. Some people call it the Kennedy family curse. Mm -hmm. 
But I think we should just start, jump right in, because there's so much to cover on this topic. I mean, this is one of our biggies. Probably. We have 20 minutes. We should be able to figure it all out, though. (laughs) That's all the time we need, really. That's right. Now, let's start by putting Lee Harvey Oswald up on the board, shall we? Yes. That feels right. Um, On September 1964, the Warren Commission established by President Johnson to investigate the assassination of JFK, released its report. There is no evidence that either Lee Harvey Oswald or Jack Ruby were part of any conspiracy, domestic or foreign, to assassinate President Kennedy. The shots which killed President Kennedy and wounded Governor John Connolly were fired by Lee Harvey Oswald. The commission has found no evidence that anyone assisted Oswald in planning or carrying out the assassination. The commission has found no evidence to show that Oswald was employed, persuaded, or encouraged by any foreign government to assassinate Kennedy, or that he was an agent of any foreign government. This is according to CBS News. Walter Cronkite said, The Warren Report in 1967, although the Warren Commissions had full power to conduct its own independent investigation, it permitted the FBI and the CIA to investigate themselves, and so cast a permanent shadow on the answers so it was oswald right yeah should we stop to should we <laughs> yeah. just thank you for coming end, Seth. End it's recording. been great having you <laughs> <laughs> this I is mean, a tough one so okay so I, you know i don't even know this uh seth i should have asked are you a big conspiracy theory person when it comes to the jfk assassination so so the smartest thing I've ever heard anybody say about conspiracies is that for some people, it's more comforting to believe that there is some evil cabal running the world than it is to think that nobody's running the world. Wow. Mm. Profound. Very profound. I wish I said it, but I kind of I kind of understand it. I'm, I'm not a big conspiracy guy because, you know, it, it's, it is hard to believe that the world's chaotic and crazy things happen for no reason. Um, but. But this one, as I was looking over some of the material, kind of cheating before we got together, there's a lot of crazy stuff in the background that that gives pause. I know. I, I'm I'm actually with you. I'm not a big conspiracy theory person, and I I always think to myself, like, especially when it comes to this particular topic you know chris and i were watching a movie last night it was a documentary that was kind of like on the conspiracy theory end you know and it was just aggravating me so so much because i think to to your point i think people have a hard time believing that someone so exceptional might have been killed by someone so unexceptional if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. and so it's like it can't no one wants to believe that that kind of thing could happen for no reason right and i think that's that's similar to what you're saying in that you know the the world is so chaotic you know (laughs) well yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say sort of bringing it back to just the, the the science and the facts we they were able to prove that oswald could have gotten off three shots right from his perch they were sort of then they but then they only saw uh two casings by the window and one casing sort of further inside the room but i mean is there any way that we can approach this sort of scientifically and say oswald legitimately could have been the only shooter 
Um, I think that what the, what the evidence against that is that one bullet went all the way through, right? All the way through and hit, uh, uh, the governor as well. And then there was another bullet that shattered his brain. So one, one was a full metal jacket and the other was a hollow point. Is that, is that the, am I, do I have all that right? You're the fact checker. I don't know, Chris. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> none of us are scientists or forensic us, analysts. Man. <laughs> Let me do some research on that real quick. I, I feel like that's not, just to like put my two cents in here, which is not worth much. But to me, it's like when we're talking about conspiracy stuff, I can understand people starting to believe things like, oh, maybe like the mafia is behind it. But when it comes to like, you know, there's like a unknown shooter and that's where it's like, okay, there, you start to stretch things a little where it's like, I, I think we've all had the thought, like maybe there's like some deeper influences behind people's actions in this world. But when it comes to like really far fetched, like how did we get here? That's when I'm like, okay, maybe we backpedal just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Seth? Uh, I was just, I wanted to say one thing quickly to something you said that I think is really important, which is that it's important to remember that JFK is the mythical. I mean, after George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, this is just a, a towering mythical figure. And I think mm. so when we're reading Greek tragedy or we see it, you know, we don't want the hero killed by an unhappy sulking loner who was yes. crazy. You know, yeah. The hero killed by some amazing villain or some or some you know tragic series of and, and so there you can see why there's a desire for conspiracy he was brought down by the mafia or he was right right wingers or he was brought down by Castro right. or or there's even this this incredible tragic idea that you know robert kennedy going after the mobsters pissed them off so badly that they brought down jfk so that he was actually brought down by his good by his nobility mm. um, yeah but to get back to Chris's thing, as far as the forensics of it, um, it it seems like there could be a second shooter and there could still not be a conspiracy. But that seems crazy. So I, I wish I wish I knew more. I mean, that then it becomes so sort of convoluted. It's really hard to track. Yeah, it, I'm. But let's talk about that said let's talk about these conspiracy theories <laughs> but sure. I, i'm on i'm on that camp it's like if there was another shooter don't you think we would have known by now right. I, I don't know but let's put the soviet i guess the soviet union up on the board mm-hmm. npr says was the soviet union involved in the 1963 assassination of president john f kennedy Given Cold War tensions and the fact that shooter Lee Harvey Oswald had defected to the Soviet Union and lived there in in the years leading up to the assassination, it's a question that has long intrigued even the mildly conspiracy-minded. Oswald, a former U.S. Marine, went to the Soviet Union in 1959 and married there. Seemingly disenchanted with Soviet life, he returned to the U.S. soil less than two years later after apparently trying to commit suicide. An FBI memo says Soviet officials claimed that Lee Harvey Oswald had no connection whatsoever with the Soviet Union. They described him as a neurotic maniac who was disloyal to his own country and everything else. The Soviets were fearful that the assassination would be used to play on anti-communist sentiments in the U.S. to stop negotiations with the Soviet Union, attack Cuba, and thereafter spread war. 
when George M. Lesnick, a KGB agent who was in Moscow at the time, heard the news of Kennedy's death, he dashed to his office to look at Oswald's life, uh, Oswald's file. When he found the file, he reviewed it and found that Oswald had not been used or even approached for use by the Russian intelligence. Lesnick said that he then called others in the KGB who said they were unaware of Oswald having been cultivated in any way before returning to the United States. So they're not claiming any connection to Oswald. Well, why would they? Exactly. Sure. (laughs) You know. But I I think the stakes would have been very high for the Soviet Union, don't you think? To even be, why would they even want to slightly be connected to any assassination attempt. Right. Well, Johnson himself was terrified of this because he went to the, you know, established the Warren Commission and immediately said, we've got to make sure that Americans don't think that the Soviet Union or Cuba is behind this because they were terrified of a nuclear war. They had just, you know, we had just gotten out of the Cuban Missile Crisis. So there was definitely um, enough motivation on both sides to make sure that that was not in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, they, the, 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 and that also speaks to what Seth was talking about before. JFK was so massive, his sort of his, his, he cast a shadow on everything. There were there were there were c- countries, you know, uh, the, you know, relationships with countries. There was the mafia. There was the CIA. I mean, he was sort of, you know, you could sort of draw out any number of scenarios as to the why behind the assassination. And so that's just, I, f- I think, something people can't help themselves but but do. Yeah. And, and why don't we talk about Fidel Castro and put him up on the board, you know, just, just so, you know, get things going. So we're putting the Soviet Union on the board anyway, even though we're just pretty sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we we're just, put it let's up, throw everything you know? up on the board. Yeah. And then we'll cross things we'll off. Not later. a problem. Britannica says Cuba is central to a number of conspiracy theories. One theory that the Cuban government was responsible gathered steam after the Senate uh, Select Committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities, the Church Committee, revealed that the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, had made several attempts to assassinate Cuban leader Fidel Castro. In denying the allegations, Castro argued that such an action would have posed too great a risk of retaliation by the United States. This is according to Jean Daniel, a French journalist who was with Castro when when Kennedy's assassination was announced. Jean said, Fidel stood up and said to me, everything has changed. The United States occupies such a position in world affairs that the death of of a president of that country affects millions of people in every corner of the globe. I'll tell you one thing. At least Kennedy was an enemy to whom we had become accustomed. Now they will have to find the assassin quickly, but very quickly. Otherwise, you watch and see. I know them. They will try to put the blame on us for this thing. But tell me, how many presidents have been assassinated? Four? This is most disturbing. In Cuba, only one has been assassinated. Mm. Mm. What does that <laughs> remind you of? What? That reminds me of weapons of mass destruction. Huh. And going oh, into... Yeah. that. Well, it reminds me of the 9-11 attack, and then we go in uh, to Iraq. Right. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, you know, the the sort of rush to find a villain, and Castro mm-hmm. felt like the the target was going to be on him. Uh, mm-hmm. This is such an interesting um, 
situation because if it was an inside job, right, what were they trying to get at? I just, I, I, I can't fathom or, or like what, what the, what was the end goal here? Right. Am I missing something? Right. I probably like you think am. that whoever was like, if it was like a inside job, like you're saying, and to bring it back to like Chris, Chris compared it to nine 11. It's like, we knew why they did that after the fact people were like, we would claim someone claimed responsibility. And then they mm. kind of like made their cause known. This is just like, it happened and it's all a mystery and no one's really claiming responsibility. It's like so shrouded in mystery that it's, just begs the question why right right well the the cuba question is interesting because there's two separate motivations i mean theoretically uh, one is that castro furious at, at at you know kennedy attempting to essentially have him killed sent an assassin to kill kennedy but the other was that the uh anti-castro exiles in miami were so furious that kennedy had bungled the bay of pigs that they mm-hmm. killed him so i mean and, and then we're in that sort of land of i mean it's funny because everyone thinks i think there's this idea that fake news is something new but clearly americans were not trusting the press you know in in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I think some you know i don't know how new that is and, and and even as we have this conversation i just find myself on this weird unstable ground around this one it's, just, you know, it's <laughs> a weird it's a weird <laughs> feeling to talk about it is there an earthquake happening <laughs> <laughs> We're all shaking. Yeah. Um, What's this, to your point, what is the CIA angle? What are they trying to gain? It's not like Kennedy's a crazy left winger. It's John's right. And passes civil rights. Kennedy's kind of centrist. So what, what, what's the motivation for the CIA? I, Maybe I it's don't, something about the time. I mean, the decade itself was such like a volatile decade. It just yeah. seems like there has to be more to this assassination than just some guy killed him. Right. 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 And that comes back to this idea. There has what we need a narrative. Yeah. Right. Need, yeah. It's too our, unsafe not to have a narrative that makes sense. Our our little brains need that st- bedtime story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of a scary story than a bedtime story. <laughs> well, let's talk about the mafia and then the CIA. ABC News says the mob was heavily invested in casinos and other lucrative investments in Cuba before Castro's communist revolution. Mm. According to one iteration of the theory. Kennedy botched the Bay of Pigs invasion in ending any hopes of American organized crime returning to Cuba and enraging the mafia. Mm. Furthermore, the mob did not like Kennedy's crusading younger brother, Attorney General Robert Kennedy, and hoped the younger brother would lose his influence if his brother was killed. One version of the theory has the CIA, who had already contacted the mob about killing Castro, asking the mafia to carry out the Kennedy hit. In another version, the mob is paid to kill Kennedy by anti-Castro Cubans. Many proponents of this conspiracy theory point to Jack Ruby, the Dallas nightclub owner with known mafia connections who killed Lee Harvey Oswald two days after his arrest. And that is kind of the the big, an, another big, massive why. It's like, why does Jack Ruby kill Oswald? Right? That's what makes it seem really suspicious, right? Like, or how you can really get into the, like, oh, they killed him because they needed to silence him. Like, right. But it's so weird. And, uh, you know, I, I believe, I hope my memory is serving me is correct. But I believe that when he was interviewed, 
Jack Ruby, it, it was like it was a spur of the moment decision to kill Oswald. Uh, apparently he like had his dog in his car like he was on his way to something else he made a wrong turn he happened upon you know uh oswald being either i, I forget if he was take, being taken into the courthouse he's he's you know being taken somewhere and he just kind of shoots him this is why we shouldn't have open carry to Seth's earlier point oh and my alarm. god yeah this is the one i told you i'm not a conspiracy guy this is the one where you go this is crazy. It's sort of, a, you know, I, the things I do on the spur of the moment are like, let's order pizza tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also not in the mob. That's a healthy <laughs> spur of the moment decision. Yeah, let's. Yes. If you threw a pizza Actually, at me, I'd be like, don't do that. It's unhealthy, kind of. It's kind of unhealthy. I mean, it'd be, it'd be healthier if as, you were like, let's have a salad tonight. Right. <laughs> it's not as immediately right. unhealthy as shooting, though. That's true. That's, That's true. There are levels. <laughs> it's not black and white. Yeah, that's a crazy spur of the moment thing to do. I think I'll be embedded forever in the national psyche. Let me. You know. <laughs> right. But to me, you don't do anything with your dog in the car. So that to me proves in my mind that it really could have been spur of the moment, because if you're going out to, you know, uh, hit, you know, do do a hit job. Is that what you call them? Like a, a hit, hit job, yeah. a hit. Then do you really bring your your dog? If you're crazy, you do. <laughs> Here's another thing, though. Maybe he's just like, I mean, we saw what happened when Trump didn't win re-election. A bunch of his supporters who were so miffed about it stormed the Capitol. So maybe this guy really just was like a fan and was so mad that someone shot what he thought was a great mm-hmm. president, that this was just his way of like mm-hmm. spur of the moment, taking revenge, you know, for that act. And then the craziest thing is that he dies from cancer a few months later. I know. And so we can't get any answers. <laughs> but this, if it's a, it sounds like a cover-up. Then you say, so there's 10,000 people involved in this cover-up who have kept their silence for... Yes. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? You, people can't keep secrets. We know that. Right. There's got to be one person who's gonna, who wants to do a book deal yeah. at some point. Exactly. It's been a, many years. Yeah. Well, you know, this whole thing, one of the commissions, I forget what it was, was scheduled to be unsealed during Trump's presidency. And Trump oh, right. kicked it down the road to Biden. And now Biden, because of COVID, has kicked it down down the road. So when you archive ah. this podcast, you know, there could be this, this, this sudden revelation that, you know. Oh, wow. We'll have to, re- you know, we'll have to come back to we'll it. We'll have to revisit. The yeah. blog is troubling. I wish Chris would weigh in on it. Uh, the dog (laughs) uh no yeah to me ruby you know it sort of goes back to uh what you were saying before seth about uh kennedy being this mythical figure you know i do think there's a spell that gets cast you know on, on on the public or fans uh or or people who hate uh, a certain character. I mean, you know, I think of some of my own uh, friends in my circle when Trump was president saying, you know, I mean, the, 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 the vitriol and the hatred, which is, you know, warranted in, in certain ways, mm-hmm. um, but drives people, I think, in, in ways that sort of 
become yeah like these these impulsive decisions sort of makes start to make sense i think Mm. Um, Uh and so yeah like that that somebody was such a fan of 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 kennedy right and just Um, happens upon you know the 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 the, his murderer uh and then just kind of takes it in his own hands i mean it's a crime of passion (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about the cia the CIA, this is according to ABC News, in nearly every theory that involves American conspirators, be, the, be they wealthy industrialists or tough-as-nails mafiosos, one group is routinely represented, the CIA. The uh, CIA is an easy boogeyman. It, it's working and agents... Its workings and agents are a secret to most Americans, and the agency in the 1960s had a reputation for high-level political assassinations. One theory suggests that Oswald was a CIA operative and agents tampered with his FBI file before and after the investigation to make it appear he was a communist and lone wolf. Mm. This is uh, according to Britannica. One of the most developed theories was pushed by Jim Garrison, the district attorney of New Orleans, who allegedly who alleged that anti-Castro and anti-communist elements within the CIA were behind a conspiracy that involved Oswald and a coterie of rabid New Orleans anti-communist businessmen, Clay Shaw, Clay Shaw, private detective and former FBI agent Guy Bannister and David Ferry, who had been in the same Civil Air Patrol squadron as Oswald in the 1950s. Bannister and Ferry died before Garrison brought his case to trial, but Shaw was found not guilty in 1969. So I believe this is the, this is the conspiracy theories in, theory involving numbers. This is, the, this is the, the craziest one. Can you look this one up, Chris? Um, it's a theory where there's, I don't know, they, all these numbers make up oswald's either phone number or address but like how he gets to it is <laughs> wild <laughs> uh, so this reminds me of uh when we did the shining and they had all those clues in there and i don't think i don't think stanley kubrick you know had a method to all the madness i think there was just a lot of there was just a lot of interesting details that people sort of get fixated on it's sort of what draws them back to the story Right. They're just trying to that if a, a theory is if you're working too hard on any theory, just throw it out, I guess, put it in the trash. Put your energy towards better endeavors. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What's the motive? I don't understand the motivation of the CIA. That's the one where I get lost. That's I, I'm with you. And and maybe if we talk about like the Secret Service agents as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we should put them on the board as well. This is uh, according to Vanity Fair. Uh, Today, Bolin, a 79-year-old retiree in Chicago, thinks that drinking definitely had something to do with the lackadaisical Secret Service performance when the Kennedy motorcade was under attack. The biggest problem I ran into in the Secret Service when I was an agent was their constant drinking, he told me. When he would get to a place, one of the first things they would do was stock up on liquor. They would drink, and then we would go to work. On November 22nd, Bolden says their reflexes were definitely affected by number one, the loss of sleep, and number two, the fact that some may have consumed that amount of alcohol. Sounds very madman, you know? Uh, yeah. Like that's the time, right? You're just like drinking and working. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's pounding. Well, I, I actually, <laughs> from my bartending life, know somebody who was in the Secret Service. and What? Uh, who will remain nameless. That's <laughs> how he described it. He said they the drinking was just... Wow. But he did say that the kind of personality that was drawn to the Secret Service then was kind of someone who was a little on the edge. Um, he, he actually felt they were more creative, as crazy as this sounds, and that they were better able to respond to um, unexpected situations because they were not sort of corporate by the book um, types. A lot of them were, mm. you know, were, were um, vets who've been in war. And actually the, the, uh, the secret serviceman who draped himself over Lyndon Johnson, one jumped onto the back of the car uh, to, to immediately be with um, Jackie O. But the one right. in Johnson's uh, uh, car immediately pushed Johnson to the floor, draped his body over Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then they, within seconds, had grouped all three cars together. The middle car had all the weaponry. And they were on the highway to the Parkland Hospital, driving bumper to bumper within minutes. So, I mean, it was their response, actually, as I read it, in because I'm a big Robert Caro, fanatic and he wrote a, a, a really great definitive biography of Lyndon Johnson so my sense from the reporting on that was that actually the Secret Service did kind of an, an incredible job that day um, yeah so I mean the, the they definitely didn't uh, you know foresee what happened what happened <laughs> they definitely didn't see the shooter yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know what the Secret Service protocol is. Like, are you looking at buildings for shooters? I'm, I'm sure now they are, right? Right. When, Lesson learned. Less, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I think that uh, something to pl- that was at play here was also uh, what I've heard is JFK's like resistance to wanting CI, uh, Secret Service in his car. Right. I mean, there were no agents in his car because he felt like he want, he didn't want anything between him and the people. Right. So he wanted, he felt like if there were agents that were following him or in the car, that that would give off like a a message that, you know, he's, he wanted to come off as like salt of the earth, like one of them, you know, uh, he's trying to win back. He's trying to win this state. Right. 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 And he wouldn't want to be like one of the one of the Washington folk, you know, who who need that kind of coverage, you know, or, or protection between uh, the the president and its constituents, mm. you know. That's right. And, and actually, um, the whole reason Johnson is on the ticket the first time is because they know they need the electoral votes in Texas. And Clayton's right. They're come, so they're coming back specifically to win Texas, which is, of course, now on the verge of turning purple, you know, so that, and, and it's just such a huge electoral college prize. But um, I know the secret service did make a change after this, which is this, the, the friend of mine who was in it said, they are now watching buildings so closely that he said he'd been on details where suddenly they have, you know, they told the superintendents of all the buildings near a, a rally or a speech to, to shut down. And he said, at one point we saw a kid, a five-year-old kid, it looked like come out on a balcony and the call went out to that superintendent in that building get that kid inside that window before we start shooting. <gasps> really, they are, because of that, they now are, are the perimeter is ex- vastly extended in there, you know, and they're, and they're contacting everyone who's running every building that they're going past. Uh, this is the human experience, I think, right? We just are living our lives 
not really thinking about how something can go wrong until it goes wrong. And like, wow, I never thought of that. And then we are all over it. You know, it's like, we never thought, I mean, 9-11 is so horrific, but whoever thought that someone would use a plane and fly into it, like it's just never. horrific. But now it's like, you see, I can't look at a plane flying low over a city without thinking, what if, what if, you know? Yeah. So now it's in our psyche. Mm-hmm. I want to put two things, two more things up on the board. Um, Clayton, I, I mean, not to, not to, um, uh, victim blame here, you know, but there's some element of like JFK's, uh, wanting to connect with the public. Right. I mean, it, it was a bit reckless in that he decided to not have the secret service as close to him, you know? Well, he also made the decision not to have that. They had some sort of protective bubble, uh, they were going to put on him, but because the weather was so nice that they, they didn't use that. Is that correct? Yes. I think we can blame sunshine. So it had been raining yeah. for, uh, for, for the, the day, the previous day. And they had had this protective plastic bubble on top of the car, but because it was such a nice day and the sun had come out, they opted against it. So, you know, Mm, you can't mm. help but think what if right here comes the sun unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) you'll never think of the sun the same again right yeah (laughs) that classic song by the Beatles. you know i wonder if all these what ifs are just don't we do that when we have a personal tragedy we we go back to all the what ifs it's almost like yeah take the the hands of time and just push it back and Mm. and imagine a different outcome and I wonder if that's driving all this conspiracy and all, because there's this idea yeah. that if, if we understood and we could push the hands of time back and if the, if the you know, if the, if the sun had gone away, if it had rained, he'd be alive. And then we would have had a different country in this case. Right. But there's this thing that we've talked about before, which is the, the Swiss cheese theory. Mm-hmm. So it, it, when it, it comes to like, you know, this kind of thing, like protective uh, uh, protocols, Right. So they do it a lot in, in aviation. And it's also like uh, in, in this kind of thing where it's like, you know, you have this protocol then, you know, which is a, a slice of Swiss cheese. And then you have another one. You know, there are holes always. But the idea is that if you put enough of them on top of each other, there won't be any holes that anything can go through the Swiss cheese packet. <laughs> um, but there are times where things just get through. The, 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 you know, the, it, it seemed to be like a perfect storm for this kind of thing to happen. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate. And that happens sometimes. I, I feel like just to th- add on there too, like the, the idea that 1960s America was like a more, we were, it was a modern time, you know, I, I think anyone in their day of existence can't believe that something like that could happen you know like if this were to happen in 2021 i'd be like how is this even possible it's already happened so many times like we should have figured this out by now but i don't think i would feel any less that way you know Mm -hmm. 50 years ago right you just can't believe that we haven't as humans been able to kind of figure it out i'm trying to put a uh put it put it into words to put it up on the board but maybe something like just the inevitability of unpreventable tragedy (laughs) Or something like, I like that. that. It, it just is a fate. terrible thing. I mean, fi- yeah, I, I guess mean, it's not fate. Fate would be it probably... just aligned perfectly that it could happen, right? I think it's what you're. It's like bad things go. Bad things happen. They do. 
Oh, that's so scary. It's unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah. And, Finally, I want to put up a listener, uh, one of our listener recommendations, and this is coming from David uh, Scott Williams. And they say a fun one would be the Kennedy family curse. I love how he said a fun one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Kennedy family curse and the fact that JFK's great grandfather stole money from his community in Ireland to send him to the U.S. Uh to, uh, during the potato famine Oof. under mm. the guise that he would send money back to the community after finding work in the U.S., but he never sent the money back. It's almost like he's saying car- like that started off the karma mm-hmm. or whatever. The curse. The Irish the curse. curse. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Irish curse? <laughs> I, I, th- I think Don't it is. Don't mess with potatoes. <laughs> Do not mess with <laughs> We did cover that. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay, the Kennedy family curse. I mean, there have been so many deaths and tragedies um, that are, you know, have happened to people in this family. They're, you know, I, I could rattle. It would be just too much. Um, it, we could do an entire episode on just all of the, the, the bad things that have happened to uh, members of the Kennedy family. Um, but this curse, you know, refers to a series of premature deaths, accidents, assassinations, and other calamities involving members of the American Kennedy family. Um, so is there anything else that we want to put up on the board? Is Are we feeling like Jackie? we're missing something? Jackie? Do we know what, what, what Jackie no. was up to? No. no. She, that, no. I mean, that had to have been one of the, I can't imagine going through such a traumatic oh event. And how quickly things happened after too, right? <gasps> Just having to swear, like you're standing there, your husband's dead, you're swearing in a new president, like this is real. Right. Like what a mind F. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Uh, and there's this crazy, you know, Johnson wanted Johnson wanted to be sworn in immediately. So he was mm. sworn in on the plane back to D.C. because they they wanted a smooth, quick transition of power. And he telephoned Robert Kennedy, who hated him and said that he wanted Jackie at his side when he did it so that the American people could be assured that this was a smooth, agreed upon transition. And she agreed to do it. So I, I, and I don't know how much later that was, whether it was, you know, it must have been within 24 hours. Well, she was still wearing the dress, She's right? The she dress. was famously still wearing the dress. It's, it's unimaginable. I can't even, it's unimaginable. Yeah. She insisted on wearing the dress, right? No, she wanted the, suit, the Chanel suit. Yeah. Chanel. They wanted, she wanted people to see. Yes. Yeah. To feel the horror. Yeah. Yeah. When she got back on the plane, because there's that footage of her. I mean, she has right. blood all over her pink chanel suit i mean oh um okay so let's I, I we're running out of time here let's take a quick break and then we'll start crossing things off the list head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie all of us strangers starring paul muscal and andrew scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Okay, who's to blame for the JFK assassination? Is it Lee Harvey Oswald, the Soviet Union, Fidel Castro, the mafia, the CIA, Secret Service agents, Reckless decisions by JFK himself, the weather, here comes the sun, unfortunately, inevitability of bad things happening, or the Kennedy family curse. And uh, I guess we left off Jackie. We don't want to put that on there. No. <laughs> no. Chris. Okay. No. Just curious. Just making sure um, it wasn't a clerical error. I, I think that w- let's start off by taking JFK off the list. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been hard for him to... <laughs> Yeah. Pull off. Yeah. Um, Victim blame. Yeah. Let's let's not. A lot do of reasons that. to take that off. <laughs> um, I also think that we can take. I. I. What do you guys think? I. I just want to take the Soviet Union, Fidel Castro, and Cuba off the list. This feels like a very the like mafia. This, this discussion feels very anti-conspiracy theory, and I think that that's also a. Um, yeah. You know, a telling sign of our times too is that like uh-huh. I think we're we're all as a society pretty sick of uh people you know, conspiracy theories. I wouldn't and say all of, of us. The, I think a lot energy. of us are really into it. No, I, I guess I guess I, <laughs> I think we are as a group. Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah the QAnon is out there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was their fault. Should we put that on? Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sure they'd love to claim it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, wait, well, let's... What, didn't they just gather expecting? Yes, they uh... just gathered on uh, Dealey Plaza, a bunch of followers with the this is what they thought. They thought that JFK Jr. was going to come back from right. the dead and tell them that Trump was now president. <laughs> <laughs> that is the 100 percent truth. They believe. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> So like that cuckoo cuckoo. <laughs> Did we ever get of uh, the numbers uh, conspiracy, Chris? Did you ever? I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. I There's didn't... like a numerology. Uh, oh, I'm sure someone will can write in and tell us what that conspiracy theory was. It's right. wild. It, um, but I want to say it's like numerology. I don't know, guys. <laughs> um I also think that we can take the CIA off. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if anything, more Secret Service, right? Mm-hmm. I, so we've got Lee Harvey Oswald up. We still have the Secret Service. We have the weather, the sun, inevitability of bad things happening, and the Kennedy family curse. I, I think we can take the sun off for now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and the Kennedy family curse, there's just not a lot of evidence. <laughs> it's more of a... Th- I wouldn't say if that's not a conspiracy theory, that's more of a uh, supernatural theory. Yeah. Right. So you got to kind of buy into some like old world, you know, like curses in general and people placing. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I guess this, we all feel cursed at certain times, but I'm, I'm never like, Oh, I actually am cursed. It's just like a bit of bad luck, I guess. Or yeah. wrong place, wrong time. I guess if if you had that many tragedies that like happened in your family, you might start to think it was a curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for now, I mean, let's take that. We d- just don't have the evidence. Uh-huh. And I think we're, w- what we're left with here is figuring out who to send to jail between Lee Harvey Oswald, the Secret Service agents, and the in- inevitability of bad things happening. I really like, what are we feeling? I really like what Chris was saying about the inevitability of bad things happening, which is we seem to have this cultural moment where, you know, your kid has an injury on a bike, so he wears a bike helmet, and then we pat our playgrounds, and then we wear seatbelts, and then we make big sodas illegal, and then we, and, and there's this sense that somehow we can legislate safety into a world that might not be true, and, and, it, and that we can't control everything, and that as much as we would wish to, People like Lee Harvey Oswald are unhinged and do horrible things. And then weird low-level mobsters who like their dogs and not humanity go and kill other people. And it's it's sort of a terrifying answer, right? But it's... Yeah, it's true. And I, I, I always think about this. Um, what I find happens more often than not is that human error mm-hmm. is way scarier or like human uncertainty, inevitability is way scarier than like malice out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like people are going to mess up. And in a way that happened that day, right? Secret service agents, they didn't catch it. They didn't see him. They didn't see uh, Lee Harvey Oswald up on the building. Mm-hmm. They took the protective, they they allowed JFK to not have agents around him and they they kind of messed up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. That was their job. And, and I mean, I think to sort of 
sort of draw that out a little bit. Also, what you're saying is that Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone feels kind of unsatisfying because who is this guy? You know, he's he's like you were saying before, he's a nobody, um, you know, and, and to, to what Seth is saying before, too, like the sort of spirit of JFK, you know, mm-hmm. it mythical, was mythical like- figure is so large. You, you don't you don't want that to be the truth. And, you know, again, it sort of plays to your it's not even human in human error. It's also just simple and yeah just the simplest and easiest explanations as opposed to broad conspiracy and sort of you know uh malicious uh figures acting in in congress with each other and so what do you think about this yeah clayton i was just gonna say that you know, just to expand on the inevitability of bad things happening, it's also just the inevitability that people do bad things. Right. Like, Yikes. you know, like we are not, we can't just assume that everyone has the same mentality and virtue as what we think our own virtue is. Like people are out there and just want to cause harm for whatever reason. So, or, or and even like what even scarier is that uh, humans aren't either or. Like there is within us both of those things, I believe. And that's even right. scarier. We have a history of this. Like there's a secret service because people have been assassinating leaders right. for, in every culture forever. It's like, oh, we know that that men are capable of that. And it's, it is inevitable. So it's inevitable that someone like a Lee Har- Harvey Oswald is going to come along and, and kill a president. We just hope that we can stop it. Yeah. And I, again, I think some of the terror is when you have something like Julius Caesar and Brutus, the, the killer is a thoughtful, moral, ethical sure. man. And, and then again, coming back to this idea that someone we perceive as a nobody for reasons we can't fathom, who may not even understand those reasons himself, you know, is, is adds kind of this other level of existential terror that bad things happen for no reason and they're not explainable is, is a oh, terrifying wow. world to live in. <laughs> So are we really going to send the inevitability of bad things happening? I can't believe we got there. I think here, I think we should send Lee Lee Harvey Harvey Oswald Oswald to to jail because he's a bad person in jail. But I I think inevitability of bad things happening gets a big backslap, maybe a backhand too. I think we just give it the slap. Sure. And we catch the Secret Service on the backhand. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, why the Secret Service? Though? Just because they drink a lot? Well, I mean, I they, feel like they did a pretty. They messed up, right? I mean, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But I know. Rebecca, Rebecca really was ma- is mad at the Secret Service, whereas I, I think that I mean, it would have been really hard for them to do. Yeah, much it is. Different. So that that's why. Okay, fine. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna call it. I know uh, what I'm gonna um, do. Unless here. we were to say that the Secret Service was behind, like the second. Yeah, shot no, I, or I don't think they were. Whatever. I, I, I don't believe I, those theories. We're not ready to go there. <laughs> no, yet, I no. Think. Okay, I'm gonna call it inevitability of bad things happening you're getting the big slap lee harvey oswald you're going to the alarmist jail wow what do you think seth did we did we do a good job today i i i can't i can't imagine i'll be invited back ever after the horribly depressing things i said i thought you (laughs) did a great job Yes, I think <laughs> I think you did an amazing job. I think that's yeah. I think this is. What a, 
no. whenever we want to stare into the <laughs> deepest, darkest valley of our existential uh, quandaries, we will call you, Seth. We'll get you right on the horn. Yeah. <laughs> no, we couldn't have and done really it without feel you. the empty. We had to feel call the Seth darkness <laughs> and feel the emptiness inside you. Um, Seth, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of who's <laughs> to blame for the JFK assassination. One of the biggest we've tackled. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) After the JFK assassination. To this day, the assassination of JFK is a hot, controversial topic. The endless stream of conspiracy theories have convinced many Americans that Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone despite the conclusion that he did after a year-long investigation into the murder by Chief Justice Earl Warren. A number of government documents related to the assassination have yet to be made public, despite a law requiring the release by 2017. That law allowed the sitting president to withhold the documents for national security reasons. And while President Trump did release many of them, some were withheld until 2021. President Biden announced on Friday, October 22nd, 2021, that the records will be withheld from the public for another year. In a statement, he said, quote, temporary continued postponement is necessary to protect against identifiable harm to the military defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement, or the conduct of foreign relations that is of such gravity that it outweighs the public interest in immediate disclosure. For now, we can only wonder what information those documents hold. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing Carrie and Big's wedding. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. 
the world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 